Aren't you thankful for a God that's with you through the storm, that's with you no matter the circumstance? like to get into the Word of God tonight to turn to Second Chronicles 20 and 18. Second Chronicles 20 and 17, I'm sorry. You shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them. For the Lord will be with you. And Josephat bowed him his head with his face to the ground. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. Jumping down to verse 21. And when he had counseled with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord. And that should praise the beauty of holiness, as they went out before the army and to say, Praise the Lord, for His mercy endureth forever. And when they began to sing and to praise the Lord, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten for the children of Ammon, and of Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy another. And when Judah come toward the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked unto the multitude and beheld they were dead bodies fallen to the earth. And none one escaped. And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoils of them, they found among them an abundance of riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels, which they stripped off themselves more than they could carry away. And there were three days in gathering the spoils. It was so much. Let's ask God to speak to us this evening. Let's ask God to anoint His Word as it goes. You may be seated. 
We read this story in Chronicles of how the uh, three nations, three peoples had gathered against Judah. They were a great multitude, a great army that had come to fight them. They did not, there seemed to be no hope. There seemed to be no way out because there was, it was such a great multitude that they could not fight against them. But, but it says that, that God said that he would fight for them. In verse 18, I mean 17, ye shall not need to fight in the battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, be not dismayed. Tomorrow go out again against them, for the Lord will be with you. God said that he would go with them, that he would help them fight in this battle, that he would stand with them against the enemy, against the enemy that was coming against them. But we go down and we read a little farther in the verse that we read tonight that, that Jehoshaphat appointed singers, appointed those to worship God in his holiness, to worship God for his mighty, his greatness, for his mighty acts. He appointed those to go before, before God and worship. He did not appoint those or people to go out with, with a great arms, to go out with, with, um, with shields, with swords, with spears. He did not call for warriors, but he called for those that would praise God. He set those that would worship God, that would go out to fight the enemy through worship to God. Because God said, the battle is not yours, but it is mine. I will fight for you. I will stand against the enemy. You will be able to stand against the enemy because I am on your side. But they had God on their side. So what did they do? They begin to worship God. They begin to go on their way to battle to fight the Moabites. Uh, the people of Mount Seir. They went to fight those people. But they went with an attitude, with a spirit of praise to God. With a spirit of God. Here I am. I'm trusting you. I have faith that you're going to complete this victory. That you will bring the victory. That you have promised this. And that is the end of it. It is settled from now on that you will bring the victory. Jehoshaphat appointed worshipers. He appointed those that could worship in advance of the victory. You got to go into battle or a spiritual battle, I guess you could say. You've got to go with a spirit of worship, with a spirit of praise to God because it will not be through your own might. It will not be through your own power that you will win the victory, but it will be through the might of God. It will be through his mighty acts and his power that we will see the victory won, that we will see deliverance. When you're going through the struggles of life, when you're going through the circumstances, when you seems like you can't get through the storm, we heard it preached this morning. 
We heard it preached how Brother Riggin talked about crossing the sea going through the storm. We heard it preached. We heard a message of, of hope of, of no matter where you're at that God's going to be with you. But when you're going through the storm to get a hold of God, to get into his presence, you've got to praise him. You've got to worship him. You've got to lift your voice in praise to God. Throughout history, we read stories of determination. Stories of, of men that, that no matter the circumstances, they said, I will keep fighting. That it may seem like all hope is lost, but I'm going to keep pressing on. I'm going to keep fighting even though they're seems to be no victory in sight that that seems that i'm already defeated we read in history in in the war for independence the story of john paul jones he was a captain of a a u.s warship or a colon uh, colonial warship by the age of 21 he was the captain of his own ship when the american revolution broke out Jones joined the Colonial Navy in 1779. Jones became a captain of a small fleet of ships that was tasked with disrupting British shipping. On September the 23rd, Jones encountered a British warship that was named the Serapis. The Serapis was sailing with a fleet of merchant ships to serve as protection. In the battle that ensued, it seemed that all was lost. His ship was almost sunk. It was going down and the captain of the British vessel, vessel called across to him and said, Will you surrender at this point? And John Paul Jones said the famous words that I have yet begun to fight. I have yet begun to fight everything that you've seen up to this point. Everything that I've done to try to win this battle has just been a prelude. Has just been me warming up for the victory that I'm going to get at the end of the battle. His ship was gone, but his soul... He sailed away in victory on that British ship with a bigger ship, with a greater ship because he had an attitude that said, no matter how bleak it seems, no matter how hard it seems to reach forward, to grab a hold of the victory, that I'm going to win this battle because you ain't seen nothing yet, because I have yet begun to fight. We as the church, when we're going through the tests and trials of life, when we're going through the storm that Brother Regan, Pastor, Pastor Regan preached about this morning, we've got to get that attitude that says, I have yet begun to fight. They were going to fight against the enemy. They were going to go against that great army that was oppressing them. And how did they go? They went in praise. They went in worship. They went in faith of the victory that God was going to win. We've got to get a hold of that same faith that says, I'm here in this circumstance in my life. I'm here, but I'm going there. I've got a destination in mind. I've got a place that I'm going to. 
and on my way to victory, on my way to deliverance out of the hand of my enemy, I'm going to praise God through the circumstance. I'm going to praise God no matter the trial because I've got that attitude. I have yet begun to fight everything that you've seen from my flesh. Everything that you've seen is nothing. But when my God steps in, when my God steps in, it's game over for the devil. That's the end. It is finished. We read the story of Gideon. How that there was a great army of Israel that was gathered. But God said that this army is too great. If the victory is won with these people, then they will say that we did it. That it was through our own power that we saw this victory. So he said, send those away that are afraid. And 20,000 left. He said, it's still too many. So he sent them to the river to drink. And those that, that knelt down and drank, by scooping it up, there were 300 of them. There was 300 of those men that, that were left. And going up against a great army that there seems like there's no hope with 300. With just a small number, with just a few, with a, a small handful. How can we, we win this battle against this great nation? We read how, how Gideon told them to, to get a trumpet. He had a trumpet in the right hand. And a torch with a clay pot over it. And that when he gave the word... Actually, it was more than just when he gave the word. He said, when you see what I do, when you see what I do, then do it. Do what I am doing. We have the leadership of a pastor. We have the man of God in our lives. That he shows us that way. He shows us the way to getting the victory. The way to winning the battle. We must follow the example of the man of God that has been placed in our life. If you see the example of your pastor, it's, it's worship, it's praise to God. It's a life of sacrifice. It's a life of prayer. That is what you want to model your life after. But he gave him a trumpet. He gave him a lantern with, or a, a torch with a clay pot over it. He said, when I do this, break the pot and blow the trumpet. Throughout, since the beginning when there was first a trumpet. In warfare, the trumpet was used as a signal. It was used as a way to, to bring fright into the enemy. But it was also used to signal a greater army. A greater army that was behind the man that was signaling to begin the battle or signaling to make a retreat or whatever it may be. So it was when this 300 men, the 300 men, they break the lanterns and they start to blow their trumpet. It was as if there was a greater army that was behind them. It was as if... There was more 
than just 300 men. It caused great chaos, mass confusion in that army that they were going against. But it there may have not been actual men there, Brother Regan, but there was the power of God that was backing those men because they had already received the promise of victory. Where one man, man may have seemed like just one when you're by yourself. I'm here with just a trumpet and a torch covered with a clay pot. What am I going to do with this? How am I going to make a difference? But God will use you. God will use your obedience to win the victory because the Bible says one can send a thousand to fight two a ten thousand us as a church body are unified together that we can send the devils of hell to fight we can send those things that come against us we can push them back because we have the power of God on our side may not seem like we have much when we're worshiping God when we're praising God when we're blowing our proverbial trumpet when we're lifting our voice to God but when we do that we receive the backing of God we receive the presence of God and it is through the presence of God that we can win the victory Psalms 9 and 1 and through 3 I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will shew forth all thy marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in thee. I will sing praises unto thy name. O thy most high. When my enemies are turned back. When my enemies are turned back, they shall fall. And perish at thy presence. It's at the presence of God that we can win the victory. It's at the presence of God that the enemy is destroyed. But how do we get into the presence of God? We've been hearing it preached. It's through worship. It's through praise to the almighty God. But when we come into the house of God, when we come into his presence, we begin to worship. We give in to praise him because we want to get into the presence. But because we know we may be going, about to go through the tests and trials. Or we are in the storms. But we're going to keep pushing. We're going to make it. Because God is on our side. We've got to have the faith that no matter what, no matter the circumstance, I'm going to praise my God. I'm going to praise him for his mighty acts. I'm going to praise him for his excellent greatness. Can someone get a hold of what I'm saying today? That we're at the end. We heard it this morning through the, through the unction of the Holy Ghost. We're at the end of the storm. We can almost see that. When Jehoshaphat, they worshipped on their way. And they got to the place that they got to the tower in the wilderness. They got to the tower in the wilderness. They could see the destruction of the army. I felt this in the Holy Ghost last Tuesday night. 
This is not something I'm preaching because of what pastor preached this morning. As my dad confirmed, I felt like I came here tonight. I was like, I don't know if this is what I should preach. But then we heard it confirmed that revival is on its way. Revival is at the door because we've praised God. We worship God for the victory. We've given God the praise. We're standing at the watchtower in the wilderness saying, I see the destruction of my enemies. I see the victory that the Lord has wrought. David, when he was taking the ark into Jerusalem, he would take six steps and he would worship God. They would take six more steps. They would sacrifice and then they would worship God. They were bringing the presence of God into Jerusalem. They were bringing the almighty God. They were bringing his presence into that city where he would come. He would die on a cross. He would die for our sins. They were preparing that place and they were doing it through how the word of God says to do it. Worship God to bring the presence of God in. Because he inhabits the praises of his people. But you've got to get that attitude in your life. That I'm going to take six more steps closer to getting to heaven. I'm going to take six steps closer to victory. And I'm going to praise God. Because this is the victory that God has promised me, Brother Jerry. I've gone through hell on earth. I've gone through the testing trials. But this is the victory that God has promised me. Six more steps. I'm going to go a little farther. And I'm going to begin to worship God. Because I see the promise that he has in store. I can see the victory. It's right there. I can see the revival. Six more steps and I'm going to praise my God. Is there someone here tonight that can have the faith to see the victory? That can have the faith to say, God, I see, Brother Dell, I see it. I see, I see those lost souls coming in. I see the revival that's in store. But I'm going to go praise my God because I'm bringing that presence in that's going to win the victory. I'm ushering in the presence of God. Sister Becky, if you could come to the music. But I'm doing this because this is what my God loves. I'm doing this because this is what is required of me for my God to win. Fight for me. Let's gather around the front. If there's somebody that's got the faith to say, I see. I'm standing at the watchtower in the wilderness. I can see the destruction of the armies of the enemy. But I'm going to praise my God for what he's done. He took six more steps. He worshiped with intensity, with fervor, because uh, he said, this is what my God has done for me. 
I'm going to praise God for what he's done. I'm going to praise God for what he's doing. And I'm going to keep praising my God for what he's about to do. For what he has in store. If you need something from God. If you need deliverance. If you need the chains of bondage broken in your life. Or if you just need a refilling of a Holy Ghost. I'm telling you tonight's your night. Tonight's your night of deliverance. Tonight's your night of victory. Because the victory has already been promised. Because the victory is in store. But all you got to do is lift your hands. And say, I'm going to take six more steps closer to the victory. Because you think, devil, you've seen all that I've got. But I have yet begun to fight. Or if I could change it, I have yet begun to really worship my God. This is what my God can do. This is the victory that he can rock. But I'm going to praise him. It seems like him. It seems like there's no hope at times. But I'm here to tell you, there's hope in God. But you just got to lift your hands and say, God, I'm going to praise you. Tell the devil tonight, you ain't seen nothing yet. Because I have yet begin to fight. I have yet begin to reach that place that I'm going to. Because on my way, I'm going to take six more steps closer to my objective. And I'm going to praise my God.